Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another Geek Town Radio. Uh, I'm back here this week and um, I've got Adam with me. Hello, everybody! (laughs) (laughs) Very enthusiastic of you. Hey, I turned up. I can tell what I like. (laughs) That's that's very true. Um, How did you pay me for this gig? Spend money for this, do you? <laughs> or just <laughs> kudos by association, that'll do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how are you doing anyway, right? I'm alright. Uh, how things with you? Manic, absolutely manic. I've been busy, 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 busy. I'm so busy that I've forgotten what TVs look like. They're still square, I take it. <laughs> Ish? Ish, they're more rectangular, actually, these days. Well, yeah, they're more rectangular, kind of bendy around the edges. <laughs> yes, or, very, or completely curved in some cases if you're incredibly posh and very rich. <laughs> yes, if you've got 15 grand to spend on a TV. <laughs> yes. One's, one's still about four, four feet deep. <laughs> yes, 15 grand and the size of a wall. <laughs> yes, it's, it's got a cathode-rayed nipple at the back of it. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yes, you've, I, what, have you, what have you been up to uh, this week? Cause... Oh, oh I've, I've been in the middle of nowhere with no electrical connection and a, a tenuous signal to the outside world because I've been leading a, a Scottish canoe expedition. Um, so catching up with sci-fi geekdom has not been my uh, main priority this week just getting through the week uh, in one physical state to another is a good idea yeah so I haven't seen any TV in about eight days um, which is uh, you know sometimes a good thing sometimes a good thing but I'm now playing catch up big time with all the stuff that's obviously clearly going on when my presence is not around apparently the world does still turn when I'm not here yes yeah yes strange that you mean your canoe hasn't got a TV embedded in it that's it's just not right. Uh, it's just, no, no, I don't have a TV, and it, neither would it put up signals. However, I must <laughs> confess, I have loaded my generic uh, MP4 player up with a <laughs> series of uh, TV goodies that I take away with me on expeditions. So uh, I'll sometimes have a fest out on some TV series, which uh, is pretty cool when you're in the middle of nowhere and you need to turn your brain off. <laughs> yes, very useful. So what, what have you been festing on this week? Um, well, uh, in the last couple of weeks, I've had opportunity to uh, restart uh, the Breaking Bad um, series. So uh, a, a good personal friend of mine has got Breaking Bad on DVD and wants to go through them episode by episode. So I'm, I'm being a very good and loyal person doing that with them. It's just an interesting experience trying to explain the slow story arc that is Breaking Bad. <laughs> it's worth it, though. It's slow, but it's so worth it. Yeah, they're looking at me a bit unconvinced. and like, trust me, just trust me on this. It's only going to take five series to get into this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, actually, you, you can 
usually by the second, uh, but by sort of partway through the second series, I think. I think when he starts to turn into Heisenberg, it gets kind of interesting. So yeah, that's it. We've just got to the end of um, sort of uh, the, the first series, and uh, you know he's already got the sunglasses and he's already got the hat, and there's a bit of an identity change going on. And yeah. The yeah. grey area is starting to appear between you know good and bad, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they're going to stick with it because I don't mind watching Breaking Bad from start to finish again. That's that's well worth the effort. <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh, anything else? Uh, I'm still um, plugging through. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Supernatural, uh, which I absolutely adore. And uh, if anybody out there could tell me where those guys get those really cool jackets from, because I really want to have a Supernatural <laughs> jacket. I'm such a sad person. Uh, is it, Dave, is it wrong for me? What, to dress up as superhero characters. <laughs> Are there people out there that do that in the real world? You're, you're talking to somebody that goes to Comic Con in, in a red hood outfit. <laughs> okay, I feel so much better. At least my guys dress normally. <laughs> Just really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, so, so I think that's entirely normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to get myself a deep, gravelly American accent and a really cool bomber jacket, and I will be, you know, a superhero of some kind. <laughs> Yes, yes. Slaying some like demons. <laughs> definitely works like that. Uh, uh, right. Well, uh, this this week um, I, I've been away from the office, so uh, I've been at um, the gadget show in Birmingham, which was quite uh -huh. fun. Uh, so, so lots of, of gadgets and toys. I had to go on a Segway or a, a Segway type thing, anyway. Um, which was was kind of fun, or that was oh, slightly weird. Segway, also known as lazy person's exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's the thing. The, th the things that that allow you to get from A to B without walking. Yes, that, that is. <laughs> Um, those those things, yeah. I mean, the, well, the genuine segways are outrageously expensive. They're like five grand. You could buy like you know a couple I of. You can buy a car for that. Which <laughs> does pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, and, and doesn't tend to run out halfway through. But the um, uh, the, the knockoff ones are about half that. Um, or the you know the other branded non segway branded ones are, are, are about that. They also have one which is. Um, uh, it's almost like a skateboard with a sort of pivot in the middle, but the wheels, instead of being on the sides, are on either end. So it, it's sort of like a Segway, but without the stick bit. Um, and that's, that's really, really odd when you first get on it, but it takes about five minutes and you get kind of used to the balance. And it, it's like they're kind of part of your feet. And you just kind of lean forward and you kind of roll forward and then you kind of tip your feet left and right and they kind of... It's kind of disappointing, isn't it? Because it was about this time that uh, Back to the Future forecast that we'd be on uh, gravity hoverboards with no oh, yeah, connection think, to the ground. I, I think that but instead we have the Segway. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a disappointment, but you know... In comparison, um, I want to be on a hoverboard and I would wear a tinfoil hat in that particular film to do that. <laughs> yeah. so, a Segway? No, I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been. They were, they were fun, but and you know, at, at that sort of price range, if you could get um, a version of it down to say, you know, three hundred quid, it's it's purchasable as an executive toy. You know, yeah, or it's your kind that. of Xbox sort of price. You know, three, four hundred quid. You kind of the price of an Xbox or a PlayStation, that sort of thing. You can get it down to that sort of price. You'd sell hundreds of them. You know, yeah. but, but when you're asking two and a half grand for the thing, um, 
so yeah, I mean, but uh, they're all fun to play around on, but but you know, I'm, I'm you got to remember that there's a lot of people that are spending three thousand, four thousand pounds on mountain bikes, and like you have to pedal a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, there is that. So when you so, put it in that kind of context, you maybe maybe it's a bargain. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe. But you know, mountain bikes don't run out of battery. That's the other thing, of course. Yeah, and you can buy battery, for less than <laughs> for less than the price for Segway, you could actually buy an electric powered bike that would allow you to use it as a normal bike but has a battery pack as a backup and wouldn't look like you were from back to the future as well no exactly (laughs) so um so yeah they 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 were quite good fun uh but but yeah i'm not rushing out to buy one um what else did i see uh the thing that i really loved actually was was something really quite simple um and uh I mean, as somebody that does a lot of outdoor things, you know quite a lot about backpacks. R- well, you'd hope stuff. so. You'd yes, hope you would have thought so. But I mean, the the girl that's designed this particular bag was designing it um, w- not with your sort of outdoor activities in mind, but more the kind of your average commuter that wears your average backpack. Yeah. Um, and. Are we thinking kind of briefcase slash backpack? No, 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 no. It's okay. actually it's actually more simple than that. I mean, it is. It's the pack itself is designed to hold you know um, fifteen inch laptop and you know you use your kind of daily sort of stuff. It's a reasonable size. It's very yeah. nicely designed. But it was something that she hit upon. Um, it's called the riot bag, um, and it's it was something she hit upon when she was in a queue. And the guy in front of her was getting a bit knocked because they were squashed together quite a lot. And right. she, the guy in front of her was getting kind of knocked because she, she was right up against his, his backpack. Yeah. And she was like, I don't know what this guy's problem is. I'm not going to steal anything. And then somebody pushed right up against her. She was like, hang on, is all my stuff still there? Ah, uh, <laughs> okay. And, and okay. she suddenly went, hey. this, this, this light bulb went off in her head and she thought, the problem with backpacks is the only person that can get into them when you're wearing them it's is everybody you. everybody else but you yeah yeah <clears throat> um so she hit on this idea why don't you take all the zips from the outside of the backpack and shove them on the inner side so they're against your back okay now, not sounding comfortable i'm sure she's come up with a design the solution I mean, yeah no, no no i mean it's you the, the back's sort of got a reasonable padding on it anyway and and the zips are kind of um uh recessed back slightly yeah. so so it's it's perfectly comfortable the zips aren't against your back as such you know but they are um they they, they are kind of well they are be, they are behind you you know so they are the only way you can get into the back is by taking it off and opening yeah. it up which is what you'd have to do anyway yeah, that sounds like a novel idea. There, there was uh, there was some designs uh, to sort of increase rucksack security a few years ago in the kind of the expedition market, <laughs> and they uh, they made um, almost chain mail covers for your rucksack that weighed about a kilo, and <laughs> you drape it over the rucksack like a large sort of pull tight. Um, uh, cover, and then you'd padlock it together. And uh, yes, it, it was probably impenetrable to a pair of scissors or something like that. But it's still, you had to carry a kilo around. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. not not very practical. Where is this? This? I mean, okay, it's not going to stop somebody coming along with a like a you know blade or something and slicing the bottom of it. But you know, it's it, it, as a general day to day commuter thing. 
Yeah, it's not going to stop a planned attack, but no. it's certainly going to stop the impromptu, improvised yeah. little, you know, unzip the bag and take out your, uh, you know, your credit card or your yeah. iPod or whatever. Because quite, so, quite often, the most important things tend to, you tend to actually shove in the pocket on the outside yeah, because it's the thing yeah, you yeah. want to get to, you know. So, so the idea with this was was um, was just come up with a bag that uh, essentially is, is as secure you can make it, and all she did was design it with all the zips on the interior. Um, it just absolutely really simple, really, really clever, really genius. Um, it's uh, uh, it's called the Riot Bag, um, uh, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll post a link to it on the website. But there's uh, it's it was kind of really my gadget of the show because I just I really liked it. I just thought it was it was simple, clever, and one of those really obvious ideas where you go, why aren't they all made like this? You know? Yeah, it sounds like a, a real a simple solution to uh, you know. What seems to be a, a, quite a, a big problem. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. But um, uh, had sort of quite good fun wandering around that. Uh, so that that was uh, uh, that. That's always a good show to go and wander around because you never really know what you're going to ever find. You know? Yeah, so, it's fun though, isn't it? Serendipitous experiences like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was quite good fun. And you're um, wearing uh, your your costume, weren't you? Uh, <laughs> not for the gadget show. No. <laughs> <laughs> I get some very odd looks. It's fine when it's a comic con because everybody's dressed up. <laughs> it's like everybody knows he's wearing it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Actually, you wouldn't hear me at all if I was wearing it now because you can't hear anything through that mask. <laughs> <laughs> this is why lots of people encourage him to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah. No. In terms of uh, in terms of TV though, this week um, I've been watching Agents of Shield. Which uh, is is getting again better by the episode, and and they've got um, they're sort of getting more and more into the Inhuman storyline, which is good uh, fun. Yeah. Cool. Um, so so they've uh, they're introducing more and more of that. Um, they've got um, uh, what else has been out? Uh, Fortitude uh, finished this week as well, which is I don't know whether you caught any of those. They are Not long. a single one. Okay. No, I have. My feet haven't touched. But, um, yeah, one of those. Dave, lend it to me. <laughs> well, it's on. Um, you've got Sky, haven't you? I think. I've got Sky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's on. It's on the Sky Catch-up stuff. So oh, okay. you can go and get because it, it was a Sky Commission program, so it'll probably be on there for a while. Uh, but it's, if you go and check on Sky's Catch-up, the whole thing's on there. Uh, set in a sort of, uh, I think it, it's Iceland, but it's it's very dark, uh, very kind of cold, bleak kind of environment in this. Uh, um, this little kind of mining town, um, yeah. and um, there's sort of been a murder, but that's not really what turns out to be the main kind of plotline. That's sort of a subplot of it. Uh, but that finished this week and was really good. He's actually just been commissioned for a second season as well. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing where they where they take that for the new season. Um, uh, the other show I've been watching this week. Um, is Daredevil. Daredevil, yes, Daredevil. Uh, which uh, came out uh, yesterday, and I've already watched five episodes. <laughs> um, it's really good. <laughs> yes, don't tell me that's on Netflix, isn't it? It is. It's on Netflix. Um, it'll only ever be on Netflix because it's a Netflix show. Um, and I don't know. It's, it's, I haven't got Netflix. Um, this is not fair. Yeah, you, it's it's seven pound a month. Get Netflix. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, 
it, honestly, it, I mean, because you not only get Netflix, you get to see um, Kevin Spacey in uh, House of Cards. So you know, uh, but you uh, so it's it's worth it for Netflix is worth it for that and Daredevil definitely. Um, exactly, um, he, Kevin Spacey is God. Yes, you? yes, that's true. Um, but yeah, Daredevil, Daredevil's interesting because. Um, my God, it's violent. <laughs> um, um, Have yeah. you noticed how TV's getting an awful lot more violent recently? Um, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, this this is a Marvel comic book thing, right? So the, the other Marvel TV show, obviously, is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, this really isn't Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is, there's, there's no kind of ISA guns so you don't kill people. This is, I mean, Daredevil doesn't kill people, but it doesn't stop everybody around him dying. Uh, <laughs> um, and and and, and there are plenty of broken limbs in fairly graphic detail. I mean, you I, know, I personally blame Game of Thrones for this. <laughs> well, I mean, you 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 might, um, yeah. I mean, it is that level of, of, of violence, um, not not kind of nudity, but but certainly that level of violence. And it's, um, <laughs> um, it, it's, um, I mean, because when it was coming out, nobody quite knew what what kind of sort of rating area would aim at and people thought oh maybe it's kind of you know uh, a 12 15 rating this is I would say this is definitely a, a, a high end 15 18 yeah, if, you're, if you're breaking link things in graphic detail it's probably even the 18 category yeah I mean it, I think it's it's definitely heading that way certainly I think that's probably the way uh, to catch the audiences now um but I think a, a lot of people are, are coming out of the closet for want of a better description when it comes to sort of action, adventure and sci-fi. Yeah. And uh, you know, if the adults are coming out of the closet and wanting stuff, then they want it done in an adult and quite honestly brutal way. Well, yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I, I think well, we, I've said this before on, on the show about um, uh, the, the, one of the advantages of something like Netflix is the fact that you're, you're not having to adhere to the stay, same sort of uh, practices that you would particularly on a network TV, you know, because there's all sorts of rules and, and guidelines for US network TV. Yeah. Um, uh, which is why HBO gets away with a lot more with things like Games of Thrones because it's cable, so it, it doesn't yeah. have those sort of guidelines. And, and Netflix is very much the same. So, it, I, you know, this isn't a show that could... I don't think this show could ever have gone onto uh, US network TV. It, yeah. it just couldn't do it. But it, it's interesting. The, the feels very much... Um, I've heard people talk about it being somewhat like The Wire. Um... Uh, in its feel, I, I can kind of see where that's coming from. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I would say it owes quite a lot to um, Chris Nolan and Dark Knight. Actually, I mean, he's very Batman-esque in uh, yeah. in, in its feel as well. Um, uh, but it, it's it's very very good. There's some very interesting character portrayals. Uh, um, the guy that's uh, uh, playing um, Wilson Fisk um, is. Brilliant, and that 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 character who um, really could just be played as, as a sort of an out and out bad guy um, yeah. is far more new nuanced than that. Um, way way more nuanced than that. Uh, you know, they've uh, he, he's doing a really interesting job with that character as well. So I think um, that's the, that's sort of an indication about the audiences are just getting more intelligent. It's as simple as that. Yeah, um, I think that's very true. People are no longer looking at TV series as a, as a, a good guy and a bad guy, or a, a white hat and a black hat. And it's no longer a sort of a 
uh, such a predictable thing. There's a lot of nuances and a lot of um, dark in many, many characters, and you're having to make moral judgments as you watch the TV show. And I think that's really good, really intelligent, and it takes away the uh, the concept of sort of simplicity. And uh, I think yeah. that basically people don't want simple TV shows anymore. They want stuff that's really challenging, and they get more out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's definitely an interesting show, and, and they, of course they've got. Um, three more series to come because they've <clears throat> they've got the three more well four more series actually because they've got the three other um, Marvel characters coming through and then there's a, the, um, the the group miniseries the Defenders at the end as oh, well fantastic. so uh, there's lots of stuff to come up for that um, and, and if, that, if this is any any indicator of, of the level of quality those shows are going to be they're going to be well worth watching so uh, yeah yes. that sounds good Get so uh, when I come down next we're just going to have to have a daredevil uh, fest aren't we? <laughs> yes yes we're going to have to sit and watch through it it's uh, it, it's definitely definitely worth seeing and worth the Netflix subscription so pizza um, and daredevil that's pizza we'll and daredevil yes we've done pizza and firefly before so <laughs> yeah yeah and that didn't cause me any emotional problems when they, when they cut that at all you get me into stuff and then they cancel it you yeah. just not do that anymore <laughs> yeah I, I can't see any, I, there, there being any fear of them uh, not doing more of these uh, they, they certainly they, they're going to carry on in one way or another I, I can't you know because the reaction has been fantastic yeah, so I, I suspect they're going to want more um, so yeah, that's that's what I've been doing with my week. <laughs> cool. Sounds uh, yeah, sounds uh, it's very different to my week. Yes, yes. Catch so, up. Le- less energetic, but you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I've been on segways and watching TV. You've been out in the wilderness. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I only canoed 85 miles <laughs> and slept under a tarp. <laughs> well, if you will do these things for a living. <laughs> what have I got to do? What have I got to do? I'll, I'll watch the TV in my spare time. Oh, when did that happen again? <laughs> All right. Um, let's, let's get on and do some uh, TV and, and film news. Yeah, what's on with the news? What's going on with the news? Let's find out. <laughs> Um, so, the first story, which was the big thing that broke this week, was that uh, Nina Dovrev, who plays Elena Gilbert in The Vampire Diaries, has uh, quit the show. Um, this isn't a hugely surprising piece of news. There's been stuff floating around about her being thinking about leaving. One of those reasons um, is that... Uh, as many fans of the show will know, uh, her leading man uh, is uh, Ian Sonheim, I think his name is, um, and uh, he plays Damon in the show, and they were a real-life couple um, uh-huh. up until about two seasons ago. Oh, awkward. Uh, and, I mean, credit to the pair of them, because they've... I mean, they did split the characters up a bit in the show as well, but but you've got to give credit to the pair of them for, for getting through that, because, you know, um, they are still supposed to be sort of um, in love with each other, and, you know, yeah. they've been kind of kissing scenes, and that's that must be really difficult, playing that opposite your ex. Um... Yeah. So, so it, it's it's no great surprise that I mean I'm sure I don't think this was that was the sole reason she left, but I I, I think um, you know because she's done six seasons 
um, you know, on it. And she's started doing, she's done a few movies recently as well. Uh, and I think maybe she's just decided it's time to move on. Uh, this, she did post a thing on her Instagram explaining that, you know, she's, she's, uh, she's done quite a lot. And as she says, you know, the, um, the character has been kidnapped, killed, resurrected, tortured, cursed, body snatched, was dead and is now undead. There's really not an awful lot more you can do to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perhaps you just, uh, has she actually given a reason for it? Um, yeah, just just that she well she she says oh well I, I planned for Elena's story for be, to be six seasons but I I don't believe that for a second um, I think she she just um, I, it seems like she's she's just kind of wants to go and do other things but lots of things but wow. and and I think I think as I say being working with your ex every day I can't have or probably made that decision slightly easier because uh, that can't have been straightforward to do. No, so, although, but, I mean, you know, six seasons is pretty good, and maybe it's time for her to move on and you know, yeah. not be typecast. And and that that show has quite a large cast. It's definitely, although the show started off as being around, you know, focused around her. Um, and uh, one, one of the characters, Stefan, the, it was sort of about their relationship in the first couple of seasons. Um, as it's moved on, it's moved into different characters and other things, and there's now quite a large ensemble cast that, behind it. Um, so it's going to survive, I think, perfectly well without her. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just hope that, hoping they do it in such a way that you're not going to end up with really mopey characters for like an entire season. You mm-hmm. know, and they kind of, you know, she's disappeared. I, I hope they send her off in a in a nice way so you can just kind of right, that's it, let's move on. You know, and and you're not going to have the characters moping around about oh poor Elena, she's no longer here because that that would kind of annoy me. Um, She's dead, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great to have her turn really evil or something, and then so you're kind of glad she's gone. I mean, yeah. she, she, is, she is kind of an annoying character anyway. I, there's there's another uh, another character on the show called Caroline who's hilarious, and I, I'd be gutted if she actually left. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm not overly sorry to see her go, but um, but yeah, I can entirely understand why. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, so we can just shout next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, that. Um, next bit of news is uh, there's a bit about Constantine. Um, it still hasn't officially got a, a uh, second season renewal. It's still in limbo. But there was a tweet. Still pitching for it, aren't they? Yeah, there was a tweet that the uh, writer put up saying that they will be pitching to NBC a second season at the end of April, sort of early May, which is about the time. Um, there's a thing that happens in May in the US. They do what they call their uh, upfronts, which is. Um, Basically, they, you can guarantee that by May, everything from the previous year is either renewed or cancelled, pretty much. Yeah, you're going to know in four weeks, aren't you? Yes, so in four weeks, if you're waiting on a show to know whether it's renewed or cancelled, you will know by, I think it's about the second week in May they do it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they are saying it's still not dead. They are going to pitch a new season. Um, it's still a bit of a Hail Mary pass because... Um, you know, it, it's. I think the thing is, NBC liked it. It's going to depend on what else NBC see and what else they want to pick up um, as to whether they want to spend the budget back on on a, trying to get a, a second season of uh, Constantine off the ground. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm, I'm kind of rooting for it. I, I quite like that show, so uh, so it'd be good to see that back. Um, 
Next, we've got some spin-off news. Um, there's, as I'm sure a lot of you heard, there's an Arrow and uh, Flash team-up spin-off coming up. Uh, one of the main characters is going to be Ray Palmer, who is currently on uh, Arrow and soon to be seen on Flash. That's played by uh, ex-Superman Brandon Ralph. Um, they've announced a few other members of the cast. That's going to have Sierra Rini as Hawkgirl, uh, who is yeah. not somebody I'm aware of, uh, but uh, uh, Girl's quite a, a kind of cool character and being Hawkgirl has enormous wings. So uh, that, <laughs> that should be... Uh, <laughs> uh, um, you heard it here first. <laughs> so, yes, um, that's uh, <laughs> that should be quite good. And um, one of the other characters which is quite interesting is uh, there's a character called Rip Hunter, who is um, joining the show. Um, that's going to be played by uh, Arthur Darville, who many, many, many of you will know from Doctor Who. Uh, so, yeah, he played uh, Amy Pond's um, other half in Doctor Who. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's now, uh, I'm assuming, moving to LA and uh, and will be playing Rip Hunter. And Rip Hunter's an interesting character because he's a time traveller. Um, I mean, he's not managed to get too far away from the time travel stuff. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, he will be, um, he will be joining that show. Um, and the other members of the cast are uh, Wentworth Miller, Miller and Dominic Purcell, uh, who will be... Uh, reprising the roles as Captain Cold and Heatwave. Uh, Victor Garber as Dr. Martin Stein, um, which is interesting actually because they've only mentioned Victor Garber as Dr. Martin Stein and um, not who is one half of um, Firestorm because uh, Firestorm is com a composite of two people. Um, who come together to create Firestorm. Uh, and they've only mentioned Victor Garber, they've not mentioned the other guy. Uh, so I'm wondering whether they're, they're kind of moving Firestorm on so it actually is two other people um, mixed together rather than it being Martin Steen um, in it. So uh, I don't know, that's going to be interesting. Uh, and Katie Lotz, who uh, played... Um, Katie Lotz played the original Black Canary in Arrow. Um okay. And uh, then, uh, spoilers, got killed off. Uh, and um, uh, her sister took over, uh, played by Katie Casty. So, uh, given that it's supposed to be in the same universe, we're not entirely sure what she's uh, going to be playing in, in this. Because it would seem weird if it's the same girl but playing an entirely different character, unless she's under heavy makeup for some reason. Right. Um, so I don't know, uh, it, but but yeah. So it's it's kind of going to be some sort of superhero team up thing. Although two of the people that we've mentioned there, um, which are, are Captain Cold and Heatwave, are villains. So 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 it's an it's an odd mix that they've picked. Do you really bet? Yeah, because you you've got Atom, Heatwave, uh, Martin Stein. Uh, some unknown, unknown character, um, Hawk Girl, Rip Hunter. So, yeah, um, large mix of, of people. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But they're, they're, um, uh, it's the same guys behind uh, the, behind Flash and Arrow, um, and they're great shows. So, <laughs> so you know, um, should work well, hopefully. Cool. Uh, so so Agents of Shields have got a spin-off as well, by the sounds of it. Uh, yes, yes, Agents of Shield also coming up for for a spin-off. Uh, this is the rumor at the moment. Um, don't really know anything about 
what that's going to be other than they're, they're going to have a spin-off. Uh, they're expecting to do it not to be a backdoor pilot, which is, is the common way they spin shows off now, where they 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 slot the sort of pilot episode of, a, of the spin-off show into the current season run of whatever the show it's spinning off from is. Yeah, um, that's quite common these days. They do it with they did it with a number of things. Uh, they did it with NCIS New Orleans, I think, did it recently, um, and they do that partly because they can steal then some of the budget from 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 the main show to make the pilot, and it doesn't cost them any extra money. Um, yeah. it, but this is Marvel and Disney; they don't really have that problem. So, so, so um, they're making they're making an entirely separate pilot. It's but. It will probably follow some of the storylines that are currently running in Agents of Shield, uh, okay. or in the, they're saying the second half of Agents of Shield. So I'm wondering if they're going to start off with running an Inhuman um, TV show. Okay. That- it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com that because that's the main sort of yeah yeah, storyline through that so um, it's kind of the sub storyline, isn't it? Really? Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Uh, we, as I say, we don't really know anything about it at the moment, uh, other than they they are there are rumours flying around that they are doing it. Uh, Marvel. Mm. I, I love the idea of spin-offs. I think it's great because you, you can just imagine all the writers sat in a room trying to write the next scene or the next series or the next episode for the the current series that they're writing about, and then one of them says. Yeah, but what if? Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't it be great if? Wouldn't yeah. it be great if? And and they could go off and do that. Go, hey, yeah. And suddenly, you have a spin-off series. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. Because yeah. we can explore so many different storylines and avenues, rather than just having to do this continual linear thing, which, uh, well, let's just face it, it's, it's so old, old hat now. And yeah. I think it's yeah. really good with all the spin-offs. Yeah, and it's, and, and I mean, it's it kind of what comes naturally, particularly with comic book stuff, because that's what comic books have always done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's, the TV companies and the studios are recognising that um, you know your people will have that certain movies will have fan bases, but they're actually recognising that the main characters in that movie might not be the character that that people are actually going to go and see. Um, yeah. So there might be sub characters or, or alternative characters that deserve their own TV show or their own uh, film, yeah. their own sort of storyline. And I think people are quite happy to go and see uh, multiple character uh, films and TV shows now. I think it's much better. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're, they're kind of creating this sort of expanded universe. Um, both DC and Marvel are doing quite a good job of that. DC yeah. have kept their movie and TV universes separate, but uh, whereas Marvel have just shoved everything together. Yeah. Um, uh, and DC at the moment are probably working slightly better on TV and Marvel's working obviously much better on film, but um, as a coherent universe anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but then they're, they're both they're both trying each other's formats now. <laughs> so It'd be good to find out when that comes out, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it will probably be next year, I would think, if if that's going to happen. Um, but we'll we'll see whether when anything comes of it. It's uh, 
um, comes from the Shield exec producer Jeffrey Bell, who was one of the guys behind Angel and X Files, uh, and series writer uh, Paul. And he's uh, he was a writer on Lost. I'm, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name because it's basically like somebody threw a load of Scrabble letters, letters at a page. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's Z-B-Y-S-Z-E-W-Ski. <laughs> Would he be from Eastern European denomination? <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. Don't struggle with anything with not Smith, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is true. Z- Z- like your good Anglo-Saxon names. <laughs> Paul, I, I, I'm guessing it's Zebbieski, but um, yes, Paul Zebbieski, who was a writer on Lost lost so oh, cool. um and he's uh, he's also being a writer on shield as well so i think so we'll, we'll see uh so what's this th- about sky moving on and getting on with uh, yes. a new superhero what's going on there yeah well this is a, a new thing um that they've sky obviously you know decided that they're having a lot of success with um, um flash and arrow decided they want to get on that all own superhero kind of genre and um uh, they want it to be British because obviously it's Sky that's making it. Uh, so don't, don't Sky understand that the British don't have superheroes. <laughs> we have heroes, not superheroes. Heroes. We have James Bond and Robin Hood. Those are the heroes we have. Yeah, we we don't really. I mean, there are there are British superheroes out there, um, uh, you know. But uh, like DC has has uh, British superheroes and stuff, but they're. They're, um, and Constantine, of course, is English. Well, yeah. no, yes, no, I mean, on TV, yes, he is English. He's Liverpudlian. Um, although he sounds slightly Welsh on the TV show, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so close. So um, close. But yeah, close enough. Um, not that the Americans will probably notice. No. And, and one of the reasons that he actually didn't uh, put on a, a, a scarce accent for, for the TV show is because uh, the Americans just wouldn't understand it. Um, so, yeah, they're getting into the superhero business with uh, Stan Lee. Because oh. if you're going to get into the superhero business, who better to do it with? Exactly. I think um, he knows a thing or two about superheroes. So it's, and they've commissioned it already. It's going to be um, a 10 part hour long drama called Lucky Man, and it stars uh, James Nesbitt. Wow, okay. Uh, as Harry Clayton, a cop from Central London's notorious murder squad, and he's given a charm that confirms on the wearer the ability to control luck. Um, okay. So that's the basic premise of it. Uh, it's a co production with Stan Lee. Um, uh, yeah, he, he, he inherits this, this bracelet. It's got. Um, uh, Sienna Gilroy from Fortitude and Luther in it, uh, Darren Boyd from Fortitude, uh, Omar Jalili from uh, Moonfleet and various comedy stand-up things, and the N-Power advert, I think, at the moment. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so, don't forget, Jing Lucy from Holby City. <laughs> yes. It's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, they, they've, they've raided the cast of uh, Fortitude and, and various other sort of... Um, uh, English TV shows as well, so um, yeah, Sky gets into the uh, superhero game. Uh, with, yes, I mean, I'm, I'm imagining a British superhero now who wears tweed and drinks cups of tea to charge of his superpowers. <laughs> that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> that's what I do anyway. <laughs> yeah, and that's why you don't write TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I'm quite looking forward to seeing what they do with this. I don't know what the sort of tone of it will be, whether it's going to be 
um, serious comedy drama comedic drama drama comedy I don't know um, or whether it's generally going to be completely straight or what because um, Stanley can sort of come up with some fairly interesting and dark characters so I'm quite looking forward to seeing what they do with that yeah that um, sounds good be quite good uh, what have we got next? Um, oh yeah, Eric Kripke, more superheroes. Um, uh-huh. Eric Kripke, who is the guy that was uh, behind Supernatural, uh, is coming up with a, a new um, superhero TV show, which is called Ant. It's not actually based on a comic book. They're actually writing the comic book to go along with it. Uh, oh wow! It's, okay. It's going to be the uh, on the USA network in the US. Uh, so I'm hopefully, if it's any good, we'll get it over here at some point. Um, so there, there's a, a six issue monthly comic book mini series which is coming out in autumn, um, and then there is a uh, TV show that's kind of coming after that. I think that's the idea. Oh yeah, so I'm reading it now, and it says uh, a, a six-issue monthly comic book series. And I think that's really cool. In fact, right now, a comic book alongside the TV series, rather than one following the other. Yeah. Uh, following Josh Jaff, a neurotic family man who buys an online smart pill to increase his focus and jolt him out of his slump, and gets more than he bargained for. I'm listening to that storyline now and thinking, mm, does that sound uncannily like Limitless? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Limitless, you know, the one with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I, actually, I, I watched last night, which is why it kind of springs to my yeah, un- online smart pill brain mind right now. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, um, absolutely. I, I did kind of think that when I, I read it, but, you know, um, I, I'm always up for having more kind of um, superhero y things uh, on, on TV. And. It's, it's saying um, he's saying he was influenced by Vertigo Comics, who are the people that are producing it. Which is the um, Vertigo is kind of a brand of of DC that tends to to run um, stuff that isn't part of the main DC universe. Yeah. Um, so it tends to be one-offs and kind of quirky and obscure things like um, uh, Hellblazer started on there. So Constantine started in that, but before it got folded into the main DC world. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, it's it's um, it's an interesting. It kind of gives you an idea of the type of thing it's probably going to be. It's probably going to be slightly more off the wall. Um, so yeah, yeah. Way of doing things as well. And I like Eric Kripke. I mean, I like um, I liked Revolution, which was the other show that he was involved with. Um, and uh, I mean, they only lasted two seasons. So, uh, but but I, I did quite like that show. It was a shame when they cancelled it. It started to find its feet by the second season. Yeah. Um, and Supernatural obviously is fantastic. So absolutely fantastic. And yeah, I've got to get some of those jackets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so I'm quite looking forward to uh, to seeing what comes of that. Um, and then the last story we've got is um, a spaceship drama, again based on a comic book. Um, this is a spaceship drama going to sci-fi. It's called Dark Matter. Uh, it's created um, by two of the guys behind the Stargate franchise, um, it, and it's based on their graphic novel. Which is um, a goddamn big franchise, isn't it, really? Yes, yes. Longest running consecutive sci-fi franchise in, in history. Not, yes, uh, not, not including, uh, not, not, not referring to Doctor Who, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Because uh, that wasn't consecutive, really. Um, so, although, actually, that may be coming up towards beating it uh, at this point as well. Yeah, uh, Since it, it restarted. So. Um, it's, so it's based on their graphic novel. Um, it's produced by uh, Prodigy Pictures, who are the people behind... Um, 
at 13 and uh, Lost Girl. Uh, it's going to be 13 one-hour episodes, and it follows the crew of a derelict spaceship who are awakened from stasis with no memory of who they are or how they got on board. Uh, they're facing threats as they return and have to work together to survive a void charged with vengeance, betrayal, and hidden secrets. Um, um, I'm reading that and thinking there's a Buffy the Vampire episode that sounds incredibly <laughs> like that one. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I think I think you, you'd it's a bit like um, uh, you ever seen that episode of South Park where they're going, um, yeah, we're just doing this and it's no Simpsons did it. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose yeah, you, you, you know, there's so many storylines that they just keep reinventing them and just put them in different universes with different characters. Yeah, there's there's only so many times you can do it really. Yeah. So yeah. I I, I don't know. Given the guys behind it, I'm interested to see what that comes out like. Um, yeah, that's cool. But uh, it's going to be global, which is the other thing as well. So it's airing in uh, all 86 countries that have sci-fi at the same time. I think is the plan, or you know, around the same time. I think. Um, oh, that's cool. So so it's it's uh, it's going into all the sci-fi networks. Um, so we will definitely see that one over here. And, um, yes, very, very comic book heavy the news this week, but uh, that's just the way it's been. So um, we'll move on to some uh, uh, quick question and answer session. Cool. So one question this week, which um, was from uh, somebody called Controversial One on Twitter, and they said, why do the American media consistently uh, cancel shows that have great UK ratings followings after one or two seasons, hashtag pointless? Um, basically, because they really don't care. <laughs> they, <laughs> they really don't care what the ratings are over here. It's very, very rare that they care what the ratings are outside the, uh, the US. They look um, at the bottom line. Yeah, and, and the, the problem is we could love a show over here um, and um, it may just not have got traction in the US. Yeah. And and if it's and if they're paying for it, that's the thing that matters because they're yes, a lot it's, it's bigger than set. There's their train set they can do which whether they like. <laughs> yeah, and they're a lot bigger than, than we are. I mean, you know, they, they need the numbers over there to, to make um, a lot of shows viable. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes they do cancel things a little early. I think yeah. there's quite a few examples where they've cancelled things um, only one or two seasons in, and they were, the shows were just starting to get traction. But um, I mean, that's happening less than it used to. Um, they're getting better at not doing that. It's it's not not back to the sort of level it was in the kind of you know 80s, the early 90s, a year before they got really obsessive about cancelling stuff. But uh, um, uh, you know, they are getting better at letting things breathe a little bit and, and throwing things lifelines um, if they think that the show has some potential and just the audience haven't quite caught it yet. Yeah, um, I think it's quite useful. Which, uh, which is, is why I'm still holding out hope for, for Constantine because I'm hoping you know that's a show that I, I think will find an audience in its second season. But. Um, you know, uh, but it, it it also works the other way around, of course. Um, in the there are show American shows that come over here and get cancelled on our channel on our channels, which do brilliantly over there. Yeah. Um, Once upon a time being a classic example, uh, um, which is a huge show in the US uh, for for ABC, and um, you know, um, when it was running on Channel Five over here, it got dropped because its viewing figures were terrible. Mm. Um, despite the fact that people love it, you know, um, part of it is to do with downloading, although not all of it, that's only a very mild part, I think. 
Um, it's just a little difficult to get your head around. Just because there's a few thousand miles of Atlantic Ocean between one small piece of land and another small piece of land, there could be some small cultural differences between them. It's just a little difficult to wrap your head around. Yeah, I mean, although, you know, uh, something like Once Upon a Time is a show that really should have worked because it's Disney and it's Disney princesses and it's, you know... That that sort of thing really really should have worked. I'm not entirely sure why that didn't didn't work. And Breaking Bad, of course, which is. Did, did is, you watch it? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I used to watch Once Upon a Time when it was on uh, um, when it was on Five. You um, here, folks. Like <laughs> Disney princesses. <laughs> I've walked into that. <laughs> I own the door. <laughs> yeah, okay, I walked into that. You can now make it better by it saying you like Breaking just, Bad instead. It wasn't just. Right, just do princesses. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, but, you know, Breaking Bad was another one, which is a fantastic TV show, but couldn't find a home on terrestrial TV over here. No. Um, and partly that it wasn't particularly well treated on some channels. But, um, uh, you know, uh, it did brilliantly for Netflix eventually when people kind of went out and, uh, and got it. And he's hailed as, as you know, one of the seminal TV works of our generation now. Oh, but, but uh, um, you know, it, it just didn't go out very well over here um, on, on normal terrestrial TV. We had had certain things. things get traction and others don't. I mean, yeah. sometimes you just have to have the right personality to stick with something, and then it starts to blossom a little bit. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's where it is. Um, I mean, that's an issue that Fiverr has had, actually, I think, in that um, I think it's changing since Viacom took over. Um, but it, it was an issue Five had with, you know, uh, I think I, I tweeted at the time they were, they were showing uh, that, that they dropped a whole bunch of shows <clears throat> this was before Viacom took over, and they dropped a whole bunch of shows. And then I pointed out that they were showing something like, um, you know, World's Worst Neighbor or, or, or something ridiculous, you know, some awful um, reality TV rubbish yeah. that they were running on. So, you know, and that was running. And the, the problem was that that five at the time was seen as a channel that shows those sort of exploitative reality TV things. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's starting to change uh, with the type of stuff they're picking up now. Um, so it's getting better for them. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, basically, I mean, the, the upshot of, of, of your question is uh, essentially the, the, the shows get cancelled because the American audience isn't big enough. And if the American audience isn't big enough, it doesn't matter what the international audience is. Yeah, because their audience is probably bigger than the international audience put together. Yeah, and uh, and they're, they're designed to run on their networks to sell to their advertisers. Yeah. You know, um, that's what it boils down to. So, uh, unfortunate, but we don't have a huge amount of control over it. Uh, so, yeah. Um, with that, let's move on to a few air date updates. So, first show we've got coming back, uh, Lewis has been renewed for a ninth season. Um, so, it's nine years since Inspector Morse died. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, and, and perhaps it's probably over that, because I'm sure they left a bit of breathing room. They did, just yeah, they left several years of breathing space. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, he must have been playing that country, that character for about 20 years now. Um, so yeah, that that's back for another season. Uh, Fortitude, as I mentioned earlier, has been renewed for a second season, so I'm looking forward to that comeback. This was uh, the the next one was a, a 
big story because a few weeks ago we spoke to um, Phil Eisler, who is the composer for a new US show called Empire. Um, which is, you'll love this, being a Buffy fan actually. It's written um, or co written by the guy that plays Jonathan in Buffy. Uh, oh, wow. It's, it's co written by Danny Strong, who's become this big um, Hollywood screenwriter. Uh, he, Danny Strong was also responsible for uh, um, writing uh, Hunger Games Mockingjay as well. Really? Yes. Uh, and. Uh, did he write the butler? He may have, I think he co-wrote the butler as well with Lee Daniels. This is a collaboration again between uh, Lee Daniels and uh, Danny Strong. Um, and it's about a hip-hop empire. Ah, um, uh, yes, I've seen the adverts for this. It did look pretty cool. Yeah. yeah um, it's... Um, Passing on the reins of power to yes. uh, other members of the family. Essentially, if you've seen any American adverts, you know this already. But it essentially gets the, the lead guy gets diagnosed with ALS. Um, and uh, he, so he's told he's got kind of a couple of years and it's about him passing the reins of power to his children but each of the children has sort of positive and negative points uh, yeah. his ex-wife also turns up uh, and, and wants half the company because you know she claims she helped build it um, so it's, it's described by Lee Daniels as being Black Dynasty uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just because of the kind of two-faced snarkiness of it I think um, but uh, it's um, being huge hugely popular in the US uh, this will be interesting to see whether it is one of those shows that gets traction over here um, it's it's coming to E4 in the spring um, so the next couple of months it should be here uh, but it, it's a massive show to the extent of it's you know, um, on some of the download services over there, it was beating um, Better Call Saul and The Walking Dead. Good um, God. I mean, it, enormous <laughs> show. Um, it looks like a big budget show as well. Yes, yeah, there's a large budget for it. It has to be a large budget, particularly if you've got somebody like Phil Eisner involved, because they have a full or orchestral score every week. Um, yeah, he, he, he Phil, Phil's great guy to talk to, but he he's just manic because he's writing two shows with full or orchestral scores every week because he does Revenge as well, um, and uh, he's uh, he's a he's a kind of thin white guy from London, and and I did play, did kind of mention to him, um, no, no offense, but this is this is a show about a hip hop empire. Why did they come to you? <laughs> uh, and, and he was like, "Yeah, I kind of asked him the same question." <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and basically because they they want a, a sort of juxtaposition of of the the um, background and orchestral music to the hip hop music because the hip hop yeah, music's yeah. got people like Timberland involved, and you know. Yeah. Um, big, big hip hop guys. So, um, so all that stuff is obviously in there. Um, but they wanted um, something to give a bit of weight behind it as well yeah. as as the sort of hip hop stuff. They wanted they didn't want it to be purely that. They wanted it to be other stuff. A but, bit of gravitas. Yeah, and and um, Phil's quite an interesting choice for that because uh, he used to play in bands and stuff. So he's not like a purely. I mean, he he was uh, the guitarist for Robbie Williams. Um, so he talked with him for a long time and he's played with like, Kylie and all sorts of other pop acts and things as well. Wow. So he's he, he knows that sort of um, 
you know, he, he knows he knows that world as well. So he's kind of he, he was saying he's he kind of finding himself writing beats and stuff um, into the orchestral stuff. So it's kind of starting to merge together, which was never the plan in the first place. It sort of happened organically. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, it's uh, that's coming to E4. I urge you to go and watch it because it, it's really, really supposed to be very, very special show. So. Um, uh, yeah, definitely one to look out for. Um, speaking of, of enormous shows, uh, there is a new channel called Spike, um, owned by Viacom and Channel 5, um, which is, is starting on uh, digital Freeview. Um, so it's, it's on all the Freeview things. I've got the channel number somewhere. I'll put it in a sec. Um, that's, uh, and, and they're launching with a whole host of um, shows that are enormous uh, that we mentioned uh, before so they're showing Breaking Bad from the beginning they're showing Walking Dead from the beginning well sorry they're showing Walking Dead season 5 um, from the 25th of April they're starting oh. Breaking Bad next week as well so I'll run through the, the list of those in a minute um, uh, they've also got Sons of Anarchy um, which they're running as well from the beginning um, and there's a bunch of other stuff as well, but the, they've gone and through and picked up, they've kind of picked up all the shows that, that uh, Channel 5 got rid of, actually. Um, so, uh, and brought them back onto Spike. Uh, but they're all coming, and it is a free-to-air channel, so um, you'll be able to watch them whether you've got um, Sky or not, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people would be quite happy about. Uh, that sounds really good. So... Uh, I'll have to dig that out and uh, <clears throat> sit down and have a fest. Yes, that's that's very really good. So um, there's there's that coming. I'll, I'll mention a bit more about Spike in a minute. Um, there's uh, also been announced that Poldark is coming back for a second series, so people are going to lust over Aiden Turner even more. Um, and uh, uh, Sense8 has got an air date as well. This is the new sci-fi show coming to Netflix uh, from the Wikowski's... Um, who are obviously the people behind Matrix and V for Vendetta uh, and uh, J. Well, Michael if you don't know who the Wachowski brothers are then you haven't been in the sci-fi <laughs> for more than five minutes yeah uh, they've teamed up with uh, J. Michael Strasnick who is the guy behind Babylon 5 uh, and this is a show about eight people around the globe who find themselves telepathically connected um, it's called Sensei coming to Netflix on the 5th of June uh, this year cool so there's that um those are the air date updates. Um, just have a quick look at uh, stuff on TV next week. So, Spike, as I just mentioned, um, that's coming on Freeview uh, 31, uh, Freesat 141, and it's on Sky 160. That launches at 7 o'clock on the 15th of April this week. Um, the opening lineup uh, is. Um, Lip sync battle. I don't know whether you've seen any of these. You should no. have a look on YouTube. You have a look on YouTube afterwards. They are hilarious. Um, it's a spin-off from a segment that started off on Jim Jimmy Fallon's chat show in the US. And the basic premise is you take two celebrities and get them to lip sync to a pop song. <laughs> and, and whoever does a better job of it wins. That's, uh, and and it's a half hour show and they've spun that off into its own thing but they've got people like uh, Anne Hathaway on there, Stephen Merchant I think it was Stephen Merchant that gave the idea to them in the first place, so Stephen Merchant's on there um, there have been all sorts of like quite large stars have done this cool um, 
and uh, it's the, this, the new show uh, hosted by LL Cool J and it will throw a number of celebrities against each other. There's been a video shit going around this week of Anne Hathaway doing Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's just hilarious. Um, so that's uh, starting at half nine on the 15th of April. Definitely um, going to be... I mean, I don't usually go into that sort of show, but I, I'm going to have to watch that. It's, it looks brilliant. Um, there's a show called Olympus, which is, is completely new to us. Uh that's uh, about a bunch of people stuck in the um, sort of Greek underworld. Um, that's um, coming on... Oh, that sounds good. Uh, that's coming on the 15th of April at 10, so that's after Lip Sync Battle. Then uh, Breaking Bad from Season 1 uh, at 11 o'clock, uh, and that's, um, again, 15th of April. And at 2.05 on the 15th of April, if you were... Uh, are into your sci-fi stuff. They're running the uh, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. If you haven't seen it, only run for awesome. two. Only run for two seasons. River Glau, no, uh, Summer Glau in it. River from Firefly. Uh, yes. Summer Glau. Summer Glau. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, it's actually quite a good season. It's a good show. It only ran for two seasons and it ends on a on a cliffhanger, annoyingly. But. Um, but yeah, worth worth watching. Uh, cool. I think Spike just became my new favourite channel. Yes, it's got some uh, quite good stuff. It's got got some pretty terrible reality too. It's got like a a car um, police force chase, um, you know, uh, program uh, which uh, is is voiced or has Vinnie Jones in it, uh, <laughs> randomly. Uh, uh, it's got a, a a thing called Frankenfood starting as well, which is is uh, a show that runs on the US version of Spike and uh, has chefs creating um, well Frankenfoods. They're basically they take two foods that shouldn't really go together and mash them together to create something new. <laughs> <laughs> this is what TV's been reduced to. Uh, it's alive. It's alive. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's definitely a channel to look out for that. Um, so uh, that's as I say, launches on the fifteenth of April. Other stuff back this week. Um, Louis season five starts on Fox on the sixteenth of April. That's at eleven pm. Justified season six, which I think is the final season, if I'm correct, uh, is coming to Sky on Demand on the fifteenth of April. And the big one is back. Um, what big one might that be, Dave? <laughs> that that will be Game of Thrones. Um, I think I've heard of that. It starts on Monday, 13th of April, on Sky Atlantic at 9 o'clock, and I'm very, very excited to see that. Because, <laughs> yeah, more Peter Dinklage, that's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what somebody once said about the music. It's just, <laughs> it's not good. You can put some rather rude words to it. <laughs> <laughs> Over the theme tune, yes. <laughs> yes. No. I, I I think we should leave that. <laughs> Given think, that we have a fairly we, we have a mixed audience here. <laughs> so. A mixed audience rather than the, the audience that I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so so we should leave that. I'm sure I'm sure those um clever I think it'd be really cool to lay some bets. Maybe we can have some bets about which character is gonna get killed off first. That would be the major thing. <laughs> I, I'm sure you can have some bets on, on which character is gonna get killed off first. <laughs> Although it's slightly unfair if you've read the books, because although that's actually this season veers quite a lot away from the books, uh, next season will completely veer away from the books because he hasn't written them yet. So, and <laughs> 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 won't have done by the time the season starts. Uh, so, so, so that's going to be very, very different. Um, yeah, he's he, a poor guy can't write them fast enough, unfortunately. 
Um, so yes, Game of Thrones back on Monday. Yay! And on that note, I'm going to go downstairs and turn my square box on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go sit. You've been out all week. Go and watch some TV. And buy yes, Netflix. Buy a Netflix subscription. You have to see Daredevil. <laughs> Yes, I've got all the cables in the house now. I just need a new TV and I need a decent Netflix connection and that'd be good for me. <laughs> yes, 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 a decent internet connection would be quite good. Uh-huh. You wouldn't believe the problems we've had this week. <laughs> yeah, I think, what was this, attempt number seven? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yes, well, hopefully we shall uh, be back again next week. Maybe with Chris, if I can find him. He's dropped off the face of the planet. So, um... Uh, if you want to get in touch, we are uh, available at podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can leave a message on the website. Uh, you can find us at Geektown on Twitter or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown. Have a great week. We will see you next week. Cheers. Bye. I'll play the Skybox. Bye. <laughs>Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.